0: Brazil is mourning one of the greatest figures today in its history. The remains of architect Oscar Niemeyer were flown by presidential plane today to the capital, Brasilia, for a memorial service. Niemeyer died yesterday in Rio de Janeiro. He had a long and productive life. Next week would have been his 105th birthday. Oscar Niemeyer was considered one of the most influential figures in modern architecture. He worked all over the world. But his biggest legacy is Brasilia, the capital that Brazil built from scratch. In 1956, Niemeyer was asked by the president at the time to design the new capital's government buildings. His groundbreaking designs still stand and are still admired today. Lawrence Vale is Ford professor of urban design and planning at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in Cambridge, Massachusetts. He says Niemeyer was known for his love of curves juxtaposed with tall lines.
1: Niemeyer was a man who didn't like to fly, so he let his buildings fly for him. That's one way to put it. Mm. In other words, it was somebody who took the material of reinforced concrete and made it move or seem to move, a contradictory thing that probably has only been matched in the Sydney Opera House by Jorn Utzon. And so that there is this kind of curvilinear modernism that gets associated with Brasilia and distinctly with Mimar. He was the chief architect working with the planner Lucio Costa, and uh, did a lot of the designs for both the public buildings and many of the superblock high-rise, mid-rise housing complexes that also made this such a distinctive uh, city.
0: Well, I want to ask you more about Brazil in just a moment, but it's interesting to note uh, for our listeners, uh, as an orientation point, that Niemeyer was part of a team of architects who designed the UN headquarters in Manhattan. That was completed in 1952. Uh, Brasilia would have just been underway. There's a simplicity of shape in the UN headquarters in New York, but also a grandness. Do you see a thread between Niemeyer's work on the UN and his designs for Brasilia?
1: Well, the thread starts with that building for the Ministry in Rio in the 1930s, and continues with the Secretariat Tower in Manhattan
0: of oh, the UN, yeah.
1: and is visible in Brasilia. And at the same time, the the kind of curve of the UN General Assembly building is echoed
0: in the kind of sensuous curves of Niemeyer's famous work in Brasilia, too. Now, you wrote the book on capital city design, uh, architecture, power, and national identity. Brasilia, as a manufactured capital city, how does what Niemeyer did there compare with other capital cities that have kind of sprung up from the ground that you visited?
1: Well, the amazing thing is how similar many of these capitals are in their basic urban design, the the long axis leading to a privileged high place for government. But many of these places, think of Washington or or others, uh, get built up slowly over time. What's so amazing about Brasilia is that it's so visibly a single aesthetic, and an aesthetic that was controlled by one man and many of his compatriots. So what's so remarkably different about Brasilia is that it really feels like a late 1950s Period piece, both in some of the residential characteristics and in some of the government buildings.
0: I mean, a lot of people say that the, these modern manufactured capitals they serve quite well, perhaps as administrative places. But as far as residential places, not so much. You were there in July in Brazil. Does it feel relevant? Does it feel perhaps maybe more relevant than it did when it was built?
1: Well, it's both entirely relevant and remarkably irrelevant at the same time. <laughs> uh, on the one hand some of the Niemeyer-designed apartment complexes are among the most sought-after places. Now that they've got a half-century of wonderful trees growing in, they don't seem so stark, and they're highly desirable. On the other hand, the plan that was designed at the heart of Brasilia for a couple of hundred thousand people is totally dwarfed by the totality of a city of two million. Hmm. So 90% of the population doesn't live in that design plan. So it's completely irrelevant for the people who cannot afford to live in the core of the modernist design.
0: Which seems somewhat contradictory for me because there's a kind of hopefulness and optimism for the world in a lot of uh, Oscar Niemeyer's designs. Talk about that optimism and how it was part of a larger utopian vision Niemeyer had.
1: Well, what's so remarkable is that this was someone whose left-wing politics really did infuse what he tried to do, particularly in the residential parts of it, where he envisioned these residential superblocks to be inhabited by the full class range of the Brazilian bureaucracy, so that the, the janitors and the ministers would be in the same building. It was both a dramatic and, as it turned out, completely naive vision for how society might operate. Because very quickly, the wealthiest decamped to single-family opportunities along the the new lake. and, uh, And the poorest were never welcomed into the pilot plan to begin with.
0: Lawrence Vale, Ford Professor of Urban Design and Planning at MIT. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You can see pictures of Niemeyer's famous design aesthetic at theworld.org. Until very recently, Niemeyer was still an active thinker and creator. In fact, last year, at the age of 103, he even composed a samba. It's called Tranquilo Com a Vida, which roughly means at peace with life. Here's a taste. Samba by the late Brazilian architect Oscar Niemeyer. This is PRI